This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Code Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again, Mr. Jared Maruyama. Eating donuts. I am eating I donuts. feel like, um, you know, like all shows have that sort of an entrance or an intro. There's mm-hmm. applause after. I have to prevent myself from actually clapping as I say that almost every single time. Like... You have to prevent yourself from what? From clapping? From clapping. Like, because oh, hooray. Yeah, here here's we are. Jared. Oh, Woo! thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know you wouldn't mind it, but we it's... We can just uh, put it in. Just edit in a little a canned <laughs> applause there. Super, super real, right? Yeah. Um, and then have it go right. on for way too long. And I'm just sort of, you know, <laughs> taking it in. and Yeah. We... Okay. So I'm going to do this real quick. Lots I actually should have... I should have had this set up before, so I'm going to try and do it really quick right now as I'm just talking. Last episode, I think we talked about this like very briefly. Mm-hmm. I was developing this Santa ah, sort of... The frame. Oh, what do you call it? It's like yeah. a little frame. So I have it here. I will show you on screen. Cute, cute. And it works. So it's a little, little Santa. And it drops... Right in. It's like a little figural Santa. Well, not figural, but he's sort of cut out of um, what is that foam core? Yes. So I made I did two materials because I wanted to test yeah different materials. So this is foam core, which is what we made the arcade units out of, and basically all of your um, decon displays right been out of this foam core. And then I have another one that is it's like a plastic i think it's pvc but it's essentially just like a printable plastic material interesting so it's this the plastic you can do thinner and it's a little bit more durable is it more expensive it is but it's still pretty close so it's not like a huge thing but but it should be it should be more expensive because i think plastic would ultimately be more durable very cute now i want to see this thing in person so it's a little santa i have an extra one for you. It, it's like a die cut Santa and his hands are sort of in front so that you can slide a postcard in it. So it looks like a little Santa is holding your postcard. Very cute. Very Correct. cute idea. Yeah. Uh, it's Thank nice. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I'll so check it out. I'll, let's be transparent here. Uh, the reason I did this was a test because I want to start doing this with some of your characters and developing some new type of merch. Yes. Uh, featuring your work and your characters. So this was like I did my own Santa character and sort of right. engineered or uh, I don't know how this would work with a, I don't know, this frame sort of system, if you mm-hmm, will. Mm-hmm. Um, it works. So there's, let's, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I want to see test. the construction because I think it'll be fun. You can play with this in a lot of different ways. And I sell, right. I did sell a lot of postcards like through Disney and stuff like that. So I think it's a great little thing. Or you can just put a Christmas card in there or something. Um, yeah. Well, uh, this one's too. so holiday specific, obviously, because right, it's a Santa right. Claus. So this would be like a seasonal decoration where you can yeah. insert, uh, you know, everybody sends their pictures, their family Christmas cards and stuff like that. So it holds a four by six. That's what it was designed for. So anything four by six or I guess 
technically even smaller. You can slip in there. Um, but yeah, that was the idea behind it. Oh, very cute. Yes, very cute. All gearing up towards uh, hopefully like DesignerCon next year when we can have some holiday merchandise <laughs> available. But That'd really, th- in all honesty, this is not too early. And I think <laughs> I've been using a lot of this well, downtime to sort of get ready for for that. Not that it's downtime, but just right. you know being home so much. Um, might as well use it as a work time. So. Well, we always say this every single year, and it's almost a good thing that DesignerCon got canceled this year because it's always like, okay, we've got six months. Let's start thinking of ideas and brainstorming and getting to work. And then before you know it, it's six weeks later, six days away, and we're like scrambling. So uh, you have been doing a lot of, yeah. We literally start talking about this the day after DesignerCon. Like we, and then, or, or and even then while still we're put it off until even while like, we're at DesignerCon, we are already planning next year. Like, oh, but it's so, it's so much fun. And especially because we're surrounded by other creatives and like-minded individuals. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you can have casual conversations that turn into these big brainstorming sessions and everybody's bouncing ideas off each other. And just being in that sort of environment, I think, lends itself to these type of conversations and getting excited for the next year. Oh, for sure. And then you're walking around and you're seeing things and you're seeing other people's yeah. booze and what they've done and mm-hmm. how like, like, um, Ro- Rody Montijo wrote, you know, he, he yes. did that cool cardboard whole yeah, world. I love his stuff. And it's just fascinating to go look at that and just be like, my gosh, I would never have thought this would mm-hmm. look as good as if someone came and told me I'm going to do my whole thing at a cardboard I'd be like, oh, that's going to look crappy. Uh, but then right. you see it and you're like, ah, oh, like, oh, you have to open up a little and like be. Well, he's branded himself in a way where that makes sense for his brand. And yes. then on top of that, he's doing it very smart, like wisely. So it's almost like his palette includes this kind of craft cardboard texture. So right. all of his work is like craft paper or cardboard plus a few other colors that so works and yeah. like ties the whole booth together. But I think that's exactly what I mean. It's it's on brand. It's just not like, yes. oh, this cardboard thing will work for anybody. But it's like, oh, right. he's like really dove deeper into his own concept. It's and very just, deliberate and he's yeah. definitely putting a lot of thought behind it. So it is executed very well and thoughtfully. I think they should start doing awards for uh, booth display design you know what i i think that would be that's such a smart idea and i don't know why and feel free to steal this idea designer con they since they've been around for so long i don't know why they don't have some sort of decon awards yes i think they should yeah i mean and not to mention that's an easy way to make or sell more ad space you know designer con awards ceremony 2021 brought to you by adobe or whatever yeah it's um there's a lot of and because now that it's at the convention center, there's so many areas and different halls that you can have a smaller, more intimate award ceremony with just the vendors and like, uh, I don't know, throw a party attached or something. Because they I do know. parties too, right? Yeah, like they do. Yeah, I just I wish know. they it would. It makes sense um, to me. I wish they would give us a little more room. I, You know, like I just wish I get it. Like it's all probably set up around table size and stuff and. You know, but it's not so tight in there yet that it has to be that small. Like, ah, just a little bit more room would be, you know, like I think legit, like logistically, it's always been 10 by 10. Like, that's the thing. If you want more, you pay for two 10 by 10s. But I will say Um, like like, the standard booth space for all conventions is like a 10 by 10. Yeah, right. But like, look at um, when we did a light box, having that space behind it, like we went, it went deeper Mm. than wider. 
Uh, and that's I don't know all why it for... felt so much bigger there. It did. I don't know I if it was our location, it... but yeah, yeah, it was deeper. It was definitely deeper that because yeah. Uh, but I will say this too because they didn't make it so that like it was literally tables lined up together. Remember, like mm-hmm. so everyone who came in, if you were in the middle of that row, you had to come down to me at the end and walk right. behind. That was me. the. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the weird part. So of it. I think but that's I why like we got some of that backspace because it was really like a path supposed to be a pathway for everybody else to make their way through. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, we to be fair, we didn't measure it. So it could have been 10 by 10. We're just dumb and thought it was bigger or it could be no. that it was a little bit bigger. Think about how tight we are at DesignerCon back there. And, and, and uh, yeah, but that's like we have all of your stuff. I have random stuff that I bring. We've got neighbors yeah. and other people's things we're doing. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Um, I mean, if we want to get technical and really be those assholes and measure it, be like, oh, this is only nine feet and eight inches. You owe us four more inches. Well, it's it could be those yeah. guys. Anyway, anyway, I would just love more <laughs> space back there. And uh, it just makes such a bit because you're there for like three days and you got, you got to yeah. have so much junk back there. And then there's usually like three you or four what? of us back there. So. When we teamed up and did two booth space, even that, it like when you look at it, it had a very big footprint and looked very open, but it still felt very tight, even mm-hmm. with the two, the extra booth space. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got a lot to cover. We won't linger on this stuff too much more. So, okay. I should have thought of this, but we'll do it live here. How do you want to approach this? So, the, we obviously are going to talk about Mandalorian chapter mm-hmm. 15. Uh, and we also have the Disney investor announcements that uh, they just had a couple of days ago that we're going to sort of talk through some of the big reveals um, and announcements from that. Do you want to do the Mandalorian recap first or do the Disney announcements? Let's uh, go through the Disney announcements because I think that's going to take the big chunk. And then we'll do Mandalorian at the end where Mark and I terribly disagree on this latest episode. So you'll want to make sure. <laughs> and if you don't want to hear any of this else, go watch the episode and then come back and listen to it if you haven't watched it already. Um, but yeah, let's uh, start with some of the Disney stuff because that's there's quite a bit of it. We're not going to go okay, through so all of it. but yeah. I'll tell you how I'm going to do this just in... Uh so we have some sort of format. Sure. I sent you this link to the Vulture article. Okay. And I think they're redoing this in the order that it was presented. So yeah. I'm just going to go down the list. Okay. And we will talk about the things we want to in the order that it was presented in this article. Okay. I've got my own article here. I will just skip around as you get to these. Okay. These so things. before we, yeah. they jump, I, we jump into this. This is something that... Uh, it's not new. Um, I think they mentioned this in the presentation that this had the last time they did it was like spring of 2019. So it was maybe a year and a half. Is that true? Like how frequently do they have these sort of announcements? It doesn't seem like it's a truly annual thing. Um, well, they do an investor call at the end of every quarter uh, and some okay. are definitely more robust than others. This mm-hmm. felt like a replacement for D23 being canceled next year. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't, I've never seen it like this. It's usually literally just people talking, but these are like little presentations. So I don't know if this right. is what they do once a year, like a bigger rollout. Um, or mm-hmm. if, if this year, because of everything and COVID and everything that 
they made this like are they always thing. available for everyone to watch because they streamed this you know air quotes live a lot of it was pre-recorded but the rollout yes they had a live uh streaming available i believe it's always available i don't know if it's just investors or if it's i think it's available to everybody but this one they like really um promoted like it's right gonna be yeah all these i mean that's the only reason i yeah yeah that's the only reason i knew about it because all these different like pop culture articles or uh, were saying that this was going to be a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to turn this into more of a, well, I don't know. With D23, this is usually when they do these kind of. These Big kinds announcements. Of, yeah. And like do the sizzle yeah. reels and everything. Anyway, let's jump in. All right. So <laughs> to be honest, don't know if I care too much about the Hulu stuff. I'm not, I'm trying to like skim through these releases the only one that i was a little bit interested in was only murders in the building because i love steve martin and martin short and they're going to be a part of this show but they really didn't give us much other than steve martin martin short and selena gomez are going to be in this show selena gomez so, oh so what is it is it a it's a series i literally that's all i know yeah i uh, think it's a a comedy series featuring those three and then that was that was the extent of it. So one weird thing that they did with this is they would give you a lot of information. And I guess the average consumer would it would jump to a screen that says we'll be back in like two minutes. But then there's certain people that were actually able to see a preview because they would they would uh, describe it like and here's a short scene or here's a look into this series. And then it would go to just a dead so they weren't with the they weren't running it on the the feed. Interesting, right. interesting. Maybe it was. Did you not notice of, that? I didn't. They did I, that's the the one that like really tipped it off to me, where I thought like, oh, maybe it was a streaming issue. Um, but they said they're talking about the Chip and Dale's thing, which we'll get into later. But they're like, oh, and you might recognize his voice in this upcoming clip, and then the clip never showed, and it was just a countdown. I didn't watch live. I I was following the oh, news okay. and stuff because. I don't know. It gets so boring. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it live, but they kept like just egging me on and like yeah. the, leaving these little like breadcrumbs like, oh, they're going to talk about this. this. I can't go yet. I know. So that's why I was just working. And then, you know, like how with especially with Disney stuff, people just go nuts with with trying to get it online as fast as they possibly can. Right. So right. I'm like, ah. oh, yeah, I noticed that a ton of like in my because I was going back and forth between that and I had Instagram up. Uh, to be honest, I was right over there with some yeah. dumbbells and I had my computer screen up with the sound really loud, uh, yeah, like doing yeah. a little workout with um, while I'm watching this. But yeah, it was um, it was four hours long. This thing was crazy. I know. Which, yeah, I mean, that's why I was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch this whole thing because I would have been like you. I would have got sucked in and then just sat there so yeah. um uh, but yeah they, like twitter and stuff things were popping up kind of as they were being announced and so yeah right. i just waited for one that. cool thing um they're doing an alien show which is supposed to be like a prequel set in the alien universe right is that um, hulu or is that that's fx but i guess it's going to be showed on hulu right right right, right. Like, okay the way that all that stuff works another thing for comic book geeks it looks like they're doing a Why the Last Man series, which was a really popular graphic novel where the premise is mm. basically it's a post-apocalyptic world where all men are wiped out except for this one guy. So the story is told from the perspective of 
the last man on earth. Interesting. All right. Let's move on. Uh, right, we need to get to on. Disney okay. Star Wars. Come on. Let's, let's, and then I'll take a nap when you talk about Marvel. And then uh, let's we'll jump into <laughs> Lucasfilm then. So this was the big one for you, I'm assuming. Yes, of course it was. Well, Disney, Disney and Pixar too. But um, what are you most excited about? I think everybody knows what's what's coming. We probably don't have to recap everything. But what do you what are you most excited about from this group? Um, I will answer this sort of backwards. So I am not interested in the <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> like so they're doing a bunch of extensions from the clone wars haven't you learned um, anything from mandalorian that you have to pay attention to the cartoons well now i'm disappointed so i mean okay so here's the thing i will after mandalorian i think i'll do what you suggested and watch the clone wars in between seasons okay good. so i'll have essentially an entire year to catch up yeah and finish the that series i'll probably go through rebels as well just so I have seen all everything. Rebels is super um, easy, they, and I think it's it, there's not a lot of seasons, and so you can get through that one really quick. And this, I'll, I'll watch these things not like super intensely, with the exception of maybe the last, the final season. Right. I'll probably right, have right. it on like in the background while I'm eating or something like that. Right. Um, just to get through it, and then maybe pay attention to like the more exciting episodes or story arcs. Um, but anyway, so not necessarily interested in the Bad Batch. And I think there was another one that was tied or an extension of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You mentioned this uh, a few episodes ago, maybe the last one, that the Ahsoka Tano episode from Mandalorian looked like it was sort of the foundation for her own show and spinoff, mm-hmm. which yeah. uh, they officially announced that she is getting her own series. So that one I'm excited for. I'd love the whole Jedi lore and it'll be fun to I'm hoping they'll go in a little bit deeper because they with the movies you just see you don't really get into the Jedi sort of lore and uh, I don't know really dig deep into their whole religion mm-hmm. uh, so I'm hoping we can learn a little bit more about Jedi in general from this series um, and see just from a new Jedi perspective because with the series obviously you can get a lot deeper with character development and stories and plot and stuff like that. So hopefully that will not be disappointing. For the Ahsoka um, show? For you're, that one. For, yeah. Yeah, but it's the timeline is what concerns me because it's the same timeline as Mandalorian. So we're still, uh, you know, way past all the, the heyday of the Jedi. So it's still yeah, that but kind there's, of weird There's no zone. way they're not going to have a ton of flashbacks. Right. No, there's I, no way. I think when it comes to Jedi, I'm more excited about Old Republic kind of thing. Like, or... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Just that old timey era. Right. I, and I would be too pre, uh, pre prequels. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they're like really rampant. Um, yeah, but we're not getting that necessarily. Right. But I think yet, so. this with the Ahsoka show, it's still in that weird world between the trilogies, uh, between the, right. you know, and so it's like, well, we got to find these Jedi and, um, you know, like, uh, figure out what they've been doing. And then they're all in hiding and it's like, yeah, so I, I, that's where you start having more like you can just sort of insert these things because we never talked about this Jedi, but he's been here the whole time, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, as opposed to right. sort of exploring more some of the, uh, yeah. Well, the, the so you more. didn't watch the uh, the Netflix Marvel series, but they, so I think there was four maybe different characters that had their own series, mm-hmm. maybe more, um, but those were all tied together. So it looks like they're doing something similar yep. with... Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic. Right. Those Which are is, kind of in the same same timeline. And even um, 
Obi-Wan isn't, but it, it comes close enough to be like hovering around the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Like full circle yes. kind of hover. Yeah. Um, so that is the one that I'm probably most excited for. Um, I, and I know like it's, it's almost impossible for it to live up to anyone's expectations because it is attached to, you know, these big, huge movies. Um, and it's, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but I have to say that is one that I'm excited for. Um, and they officially confirmed that Hayden Christensen will be returning, which right. I am excited for. I'm glad that they they brought him back, but I don't know if we needed. I would have probably rather had. I mean, we don't know what the storyline is going to be per se, but they did say that like it's something like the the rematch of the century, which leads people to believe that they're going to have some another like head to head battle or something. Mm. But um. I don't. I would rather have them finish the Obi Wan and Darth Maul storyline. Yeah, I think that's. I'm sure that's going to come into it, and that this is all probably a distraction from that. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, just as we didn't know about Baby Yoda going into the Mandalorian, I think they're they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of that, and, and I'm actually hoping. Like, I am very excited. I would almost rather see. I'm I'm having a million thoughts at one time here. Um, <laughs> I want them to use a Vader and. Hayden sparingly, maybe use Hayden as flashbacks. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And and then maybe some scenes with Vader, but I, I'd rather Vader not have uh, like meet up with Obi Wan because I think that takes away from some of the punch of what happens in Episode Four. Um, Definitely. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at that. I would also wouldn't mind a Vader series. I know you don't like that, um, but uh, if they well for the same reason that you just said, like I feel like. Uh, I mean, the the best villains are used sparingly, and every scene that they have, they're very menacing and scary, intimidating. So the more you use this character, the weaker he becomes. Well, I think we I think ha- the prequels weakened Vader quite a bit as it is. <laughs> no, like seriously, like it made it more of a, a tortured character than just a, an evil guy, right? Like the Emperor is pure evil, right. but Vader has yes. always been sort of both sides, which makes sense for the end of it for for Jedi. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing his struggle or seeing him do awful things and, and then having a hard time with having done <laughs> awful things. Um, but I, I do like, the thing is they don't need Hayden for Vader. He, he doesn't look like that. And, you know, like if they put so right. much makeup on him and everything, it doesn't matter who plays behind the, the, the mask thing. So I feel like it's more, it's better to use Hayden as a flashback thing because he can still yeah. look like Sith era uh, Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, because then if like I was saying this to some of my friends that, you know, if, if Vader gets too close to Obi-Wan on Tatooine, how does he not sense Luke being so close or that that is Obi-Wan's right mission and, and everything? So it seems like it should be very removed from any of that, yeah. you know, um, how do we know? I mean, there's not many details out there now, aside from like dark corners of the Internet rumor mill. Um is it all supposed to be Obi-Wan just on Tatooine sort of in hiding? And like, I don't what's, know. what's the big storyline? It's 10 years after uh, the, the prequels, Revenge of, of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And I think that's all that we know. I would imagine it's not just mm. going to stay on Tatooine. I think he's going to have all kinds of sort of like how Mandalorian, maybe they keep coming back to Tatooine, but not have that be the the setting. I'm sure we're going to probably we gonna see, see a, a baby young Luke? Luke. I think we will. Yep. I think you kind of have to. 
Um, who knows? Like, there's so much stuff they can do. They can see it. You could even see a young Leia, actually, right? Because he could go to Alderaan and all that stuff um, and, yeah. and see uh, Jimmy Is there, um It's four episodes. Is that right? Is it just four? Announced? It's a one it's supposed to be like four. a one season thing, right? Like just. Right. Yeah. So which I, I'm all for. So if they do just one season, they tell a very like distinct story and like every episode is very, I don't know, pointed. Tight. And yeah, yeah, I think that's that's more than enough because you don't want to drag these characters on like unnecessarily. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if they did something really different for this. If it was like just like four contained stories um, that sort mm-hmm. of span a certain amount of time. So it's not like, oh, here's today, here's tomorrow, and here's, you know, right. the next day. Um, <coughs> but it would be interesting if they kind of could do something different with it. So it's not Mandalorian. It's not, now we have to go to this planet. Now we have to go find this guy. And Right. That's actually would be a good idea. So if they do maybe longer episodes, like an hour plus, yeah. and it's, you know, exactly what you said. This is his encounter with this problem or character or whatever right. resolution then you go like a year later and it's this thing so they all tie together but they're not like the day-to-day like you were saying with mandalorian right because yeah, i can see that i doubt they're gonna do that but that could be a good it feels too short really cool. to have a, a story so otherwise it's like a i guess basically a four four episode thing would be like two films i guess um right. so it just depends on kind of what they what they want to do there's so much opportunity for this one i just and it kind of feels like, oh, it's going to be a crazy success. And like, there's going to be like, well, maybe season two, you know, like you feel like that's mm-hmm. bound to happen. Um, or they could just be ah. setting this up for more spinoffs of this series. Right. Um, like, Do you think there's any hope for, uh, I don't even remember the actor's name, but the young solo to get any sort of redemption or bring him back? Well, they're doing the totally Lando dead. series. Right. But isn't it's not even the same Guy that played the uh, God, I can't remember his name. Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, Is, didn't they announce a different Lando? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I so could I, be <laughs> misremembering this. Um, I just saw that they're doing a Lando series. I kind of assumed it was it was him, unless they're going baby Lando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let me try and skim through this really quick. Start talking about something else. I'll find the other one that I was really excited about is they're doing this anime thing with animation. Um, uh, it's a series of shorts uh, from different anime directors. And I, I don't know my anime directors. I can't pretend to know who that would be. But I just like this idea. Uh, if it was sort of like that love and robots thing on Netflix, if they just did. Oh, these right. Little yeah. Yet. Um, I'm all for that. And, and pushing the animation beyond how we just see this digital stuff all the time um to to something a little bit different so i'm very excited about it. i i wish star wars would do more stuff like that instead of it being like it is so crazy tied into canon and story and everything like it's nice to have a little break where they can step outside of that and just do cool things within this universe right so um that and then a droid story might have been the other one you were talking oh, about that yeah that one looks um so immediately when i saw that i thought of the old cartoon that always gets uh, made fun of the droids they did cartoon the, the droids cartoon and then they had the ewoks cartoon the similar style yeah um that immediately that's what i thought of so i don't and the way that they're describing the show too made it seem like it was going to be kind of campy so i don't know like 
what they're thinking with this. I have really no idea what it's going to be. A droid driven series or show. Um, it sounds unless it's like, like they said it's uh, R2 and 3PO uh, guiding a new hero. So mm, I think so it's going to be kind of like a Luke and the droids feeling with a new character. Right. A new oh, secret makes sense, secret but. mission that only they know about is what they what they said, how they described it. Mm. Well, if I mean, if that's the case, it's weird that they would call it the entire series droids if they're just kind of. Well, it's called a droid kids. story, isn't it? I think it's called a oh, droid story. Yeah. Right. So right, um, I found out about the Lando thing. OK. Really quick. Okay, it says, Justin Simeon, the writer, mm-hmm. producer, and director of Dear White People, is creating Lando Calrissian event series for Disney+. Plus. Uh, the project is still in early stages of development, and Lucasfilm has yet to provide nearly any details on the project, including whether or not Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover uh, are attached to the project. So, so they're in negotiations. That's where I got confused. They have yeah. uh, the writer, producer, and director, but not... They haven't announced if they're going to have those actors reprise their role or not. Part of me feels like it feels pointless. Such a slap in the face if they don't. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, I I mean, really quick on this and then we'll move off. Like, they've already established this character in basically like all uh stages of his life, right? So there's like the older Lando, who was Billy Dee Williams, and then younger who is Donald Glover, if you don't like that Donald Glover, his take on it, or, you know, don't want to use Billy D for whatever reason, just don't use the character. Come up with a new character. Why are they going to go back to this character for another time and then have a third actor in? That seems bizarre to me. I, I think it might depend. It does seem bizarre. I, I think they're in negotiations probably and just don't want to say anything yet. Right. Because it does seem point, especially because Solo is such a big film that didn't do as well as they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems like it'd be silly to ignore it because you can't ignore anything in the Star Wars universe. It's very hard to to ignore it. Right. So it seems strange to even like that would seem like a step away from that film if you, you know, and maybe that's what they're doing. But if they cast it again, that seems like strange unless they're going a teenage Lando yeah. or something like that. Like, I don't know, like. <laughs> I can't, I can't see that uh, making sense unless or they do something really weird, and it's like Billy D. Williams sort of leads this um, story structure, right? Where it's not right, yeah. but then flashback to it's a different Lando every time, and this week it's <laughs> Tilda Swinton as Lando. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't they know. did well, that with um, God, what was that movie? Uh, Bob Dylan. They did a yeah, Bob Dylan that, movie. yeah, exactly. It, Everybody it was played. Like, so weird. I know. I know. Um, we'll just say, well, Billy D's old and his memory's not so well. So, yeah, someone <laughs> else gets to play him every time. Um, Rogue Squadron. Uh, I don't think we got a lot of information about that. Uh, mixed feelings about this. I'm excited. It's the only film I think that they announced. Um, but I don't think we Is know. Is that anything the one with it. the Wonder Woman director? Patty Jenkins. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, Oh, so, uh, Taika Waititi officially announced as directing yep. one as well. Yeah, but which we is, didn't get uh, that was a generic. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we'll see. Let's see what else do we have. Oh, okay. So Andor is the other big, big one that I mean, we already knew that. Yeah, um, but they yeah. talked a little bit more about it. You got a little um, sizzle reel on that one too. This is 
I'm pretty indifferent with this. I don't think I'd say I'm excited for this one, but I'm not, it's not like um, I'm not looking forward to watching it either. Uh, I think this is a decent place to go similar to Mandalorian timeline where you're kind of in this in between of these two big trilogies and it's a character that's relatively new and we don't know that much about. Uh, we do have a hard end for him. Yes. So like we know where his story ends up, but it's yeah, I'm not one way. I don't feel one way or the other about this one. I'm excited about it for the timeline, um, but uh, it's kind of good. Like, managed expectations for this one because i have no like oh they better show this um and a lot of the people are back from rogue one playing these sort of key roles and he but he wasn't like when i saw rogue one it was an enjoyable movie and he was fine but that's it it wasn't like oh my god i need more and or you know yeah um so it's it is what it is i do like and i posted this all these different titles coming out that rhyme with each other. So they got Ando, Lando, and Mando. <laughs> I saw um, that. Yeah. What's, what's next? <laughs> Pando. I bet. Th- oh, yeah. There you go. Star Wars Panda <laughs> episodes. They're going to have uh, somebody's going to come up with that shirt design where it just has the names. Why aren't and you? On it. There you go. That's To me, that's not even a design. That's just typing. Doesn't matter. Shit out. <laughs> it doesn't so matter. Lazy. It's like those old yeah, ones maybe, where they right. used to do those shirts where it's like Monica and Chandler and Ross and Rachel. Yeah, you know? that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just I'll just I'll like put that. it up on T Public real yeah. quick. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, what else mo- we got? Is, oh, okay. You posted that reposted this, so I don't know if you know more about this than I do, but um, Visions and the Acolyte. So Visions is the anime one that I just talked about. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and the Acolyte, I don't have any other information other than sort of what was. So it says that it's um, the Russian doll creator, which I loved that series on mm-hmm. Netflix, is responsible for the Acolyte. So it's all it says. It's a, a mystery it's thriller. A, yeah. A, it's a mystery thriller about the emerging dark side set in the High Republic era. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what does is that like prequel times? Is that High Republic um, era? I don't know. Or like exactly. just before then? I'm thinking it's yeah, I'm thinking it's kind of older than that. But uh let's see. Uh I'm trying to see if I can so find I it would, really quick. It, this is just me speculating here. I think it would could be cool if they have a series. I'm trying to think of a parallel show. Where, okay, so let's just say like the Jedi High Council, um, mm-hmm. where Mace Windu and Yoda were all a part of, if they are like overseeing the Jedi and you go into every episode is like a an issue with a Jedi Knight or something. So it'll take you all over the place, but it's connected to the at Coruscant and the the Jedi Council. So it says here the High Republic was a period of time that lasted for around 200 years between approximately 300 before the Battle of Yavin and a hundred years before the Battle of Yavin, which the Galactic Republic was said to be oh, at its so height. Uh, also a golden so age for the Jedi, the who were significantly more active throughout the galaxy in a time of expansion and exploration of the Outer Rim territories. So yeah, it's 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 quite a ways before that. Um, but again, Yoda could be there. <laughs> Yoda is definitely alive. Maybe he's a Jedi Knight. Maybe he's these. a baby Yoda. Nah. <laughs> uh, anyway... Yeah, so that is a that's an interesting one because I think that's the one that's furthest outside of um, the storylines, right? 
which is what you've been mm-hmm. wanting. So yeah, but we'll see if they shoehorn Yoda or some of these other right, right, right. But I mean, it's because it Luke's—they're not in existence yet, so that's nice. Right, they can't refer to things yeah. like "Oh, look who just walked by." It's, um, well, they're gonna have um, pre pre clone yes. Palpatine in here. Yeah, <laughs> like he's always been pulling the strings. I, I'm surprised they haven't ago. done anything with Palpatine yet. Like they could do so much with him while he's alive. You know, while the actor is still alive. I wish right. they would use him more. Anyway, okay. Use him more wisely. <laughs> well, yeah, like in a series or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Should we move on? Uh, last things for Lucasfilm. They announced the final Indiana Jones, uh, whatever. They did... Um, Willow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I Why mean, not? it's fine, but nobody's asking for this. I don't think there's any diehard Willow fans. Oh, in the no, world there definitely like, is. There's a huge following. No, not like Willow. this, though, where they need a series. Come but on. But look at, look at Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal <laughs> got a second series. Nobody watched or liked that movie when it first came out. Right. Yeah, but look at that, too. <laughs> is, uh, is anything not freaking Full House gets a second series? <laughs> anything gets a second series. Like, yeah, it's all nostalgia. Okay, let's move on. Move on. We got a lot right. to cover here. The the one thing from National Geographic that I gotta oh my gosh. just talk about for why? one second. <laughs> I know why. Uh, okay, Limitless. Yes, I love Chris Hemsworth. He's he's a beautiful man. He's got an incredible body, and Meh. he's just getting his own. Okay, I'm you're kidding. insane. I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't even I'm test me kidding. right now. So he's getting his own National Geographic show called Limitless. Did you watch on Netflix? Zach Efron had a similar show. I forget the name of it. The Hippy Dippy Show? But sen- yeah, so it's essentially Zach Efron going to different parts of the world. And, and working out how they shirtless. Live. Oh, I'm no, sorry, no. No. Oh. So it's seeing how like different parts of the world treat a specific like health or nature problem. So it's very similar. The This Chris Hemsworth version is called Limitless. It's going to be on National Geographic. Uh, a la Disney Plus, they it, his is more physical stuff. So he's doing all these different tests around the world to push his physical limits and how to like stay young longer. Uh, it looks like very, it's very like it's parallel to Zac Efron's show, but in a different more sort of Hemsworthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great term. That's right. Um, but I love him, and I'm excited to. Uh, check the show out i will say like watching stuff like that it just makes me feel like a piece of shit like oh my god why don't i work out that hard and i'll get like a burst of energy to want to do that but it sucks now because we're in a pandemic state and uh i can't even like go do even attempt these type of workouts. Chris, Chris that is well, not Hemsworthy, what you just said. Uh, he would be like, you can do whatever you want. You don't need to wait for the gym or the other things. To me, I look at yeah. this kind of stuff and I think, I wish I was rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of things a lot easier. I think. Well, yeah, then I'd just buy my own. You'd have your own gym home and, gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's kind of, did you watch the, um, the Zac Efron show, by the way? Yeah, I loved it. You did? Fantastic. Well, <laughs> I will say he comes across as a very nice guy, um, but it was a little hippie bro-ish 
You it know. totally was. Um, but he his dynamic with the other guy uh, was funny. It's like an older brother thing. And Zac Efron's like this lovable little brother idiot. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little um, bit. And um, he's also a beautiful boy. <laughs> My gosh. Like, yeah, he's aging. He's aging very well. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, anything right. else Disney? on National Geographic? You, <laughs> you no, go. that's it. Okay. Very good. I normally would just gloss right over that yeah, category, but, but yeah. come on. Okay. Okay. Uh, Disney Plus TV series. We'll go through this quick. Let me know if you want to stop on any. We've got Mighty Ducks series. I know you can't wait for that one. Mm-hmm. Turner and Hooch mm-hmm. with Josh Peck. I know you can't wait for that one. Um, oh, here's another one you can't wait for. Your buddy John Stamos is getting a high school basketball series where he's the girls' high school basketball coach. It's called Big Shot. Um, kind of sounds a little creepy, huh? Uh, it does. Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal are getting mm-hmm. a show, The Mysterious Benedict Society. Yep, children's book. Um, Young adult book. Yeah. Don't think I care about this one either. Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, focused prequel with Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Weird. Meh. Weird. I, it's weird that they're basically the villains and they're getting their own series. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see like the perspective they take on that show. Would it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the newly revealed version of Swiss Family Robinson. Mm. Meh. Um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that could be fun. I'd be curious to see like the approach they take with it. Like that could be sort of a, like a Greek God version of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But for we'll sure. see yeah. if, if it become like they could either go super kid and super campy or more adult or like a teenage audience. So it really depends on who their target audience for that is. I always feel like with these things, they kind of got to go dark and mature because the the subject matter is already kind of goofy and young. So it's like, if you give it like a Disney, like a Disney channel show, then it's, it's like, yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If they go that approach versus uh, going a little bit more adult, it'll just depend. Right. 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 So, Uh, so that's it. I will. Disney Plus I will series. give all of those a chance, but uh, I don't. I think there's very few on there that I'm like, oh, I can't wait. All right, I already know that's a lie, but no, really, because nice if, if no, if it runs and everyone's like, oh my god, it's amazing, you got to watch it. Like then I'll I'll watch it, but mm, just from the description, maybe. I'm like, oh, finally a Turner and Hooch show. Oh, thank. <laughs> yeah, starring no-brainer. your favorite Josh Peck. But if everybody loves it, then I'm like, okay, well I'll watch it. I always watch. I watch everything, mm. especially now. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Disney films. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go in the order that I'm seeing it on this, uh, List this yeah. article. Hocus Pocus sequel. Ugh. So uh, I'm uh, of the age where that is a thing and very nostalgic. Yes. So I, I enjoy rewatching Hocus Pocus during October every year. To be honest, I've never been sort of thirsting over a sequel. But now in today's day and age, it's all nostalgia, all sequel, all reboots. So I, I, I mean, it makes sense in that sense. But uh, I don't know. I'm very hesitant with this one. Like I don't, I don't know how they can do this well or right without getting a little too goofy. Because the original is already so goofy, and it's really only enjoyable because of nostalgia. So I don't know. I'm holding my breath for this one. I uh, could care less, actually. I, I really don't There's... like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You All young right. kids, it's just your generation that saw this when well, you were little. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and has I'm not this... trying to hide behind anything. I'm, no, yeah, it is no, no, what no. it is. I'm not, it's a. I'm not. It's a. You. I'm just saying. You know yeah. that the 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 hype around this sh- movie is ridiculous. Like, right. Uh, and it's unfounded. But it's also, to be fair, there there's not a ton of, I don't know, like Halloween movies that came out in that era. Okay. So I think it's just hitting like the nostalgia button for. Oh no, but that's what I'm saying. People. That's that's all that it is. But that doesn't make right. it a good movie. So when I, you know, when <laughs> when you're an adult and you see this for the first time, you're like, okay, it, it looks like a Disney Channel movie, right? It looks like right. those kinds of things. But then you know, and it's got big stars in it, which is what helps it makes it like a cinematic release as opposed to a television thing. But it's right. so. Like the core story, like the best parts are when it's Bette Midler's on screen and those characters. Yeah. When it goes to those kids and all this running around town and everything, like not not great. Like, uh. <laughs> I, again, I'm not against nostalgia. I get that. I'm not saying it shouldn't be nostalgic about it. It's just that for a general audience, I think unless you don't, if you don't have that nostalgia for it, you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But then. Take us to the next thing, Three Men and a Baby reboot. Again, like I was, I was young when that came out. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for that, but um, uh, yeah, but look who's attached to it. Your buddy, buddy Zach Efron, yeah, and which is Zac again, Efron. There we go. Yeah, great. Cheaper by the dozen again. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. All right, following up, it's film safety about football star Ray. Can't say his last name. <laughs> There's three new sports movies based on the lives of Chris Paul, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Keanan Lowe. Okay. Sport movies. Great. Cool. Bring them on. <laughs> Bring them on. I don't mind sports uh, movies. I mean, I'm not a sports guy, but I don't mind sports movies. So I'm yeah. curious. I'll touch on this really quickly because the first two are basketball players um, that I actually like both of them. I don't know. Are these going to be like dramatizations of their story or is it going to be like a an original uh, like story a just featuring these people biopic kind of thing or uh. a documentary. I don't know. Again, another thing that I'm somewhat interested in, but it really depends on the execution and like the direction they go with these. Yes. So we will see for sure. Um, okay. No idea what Flora and Ulysses is, but it says it's a cynical young comic book fan <clears> and her <throat> super powered squirrel sidekick. All right. That's enough for me. All right. Um, I think we got to go top level here. Like we can't go through let's all just this. Keep going. Okay. 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 Uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Interesting casting. Uh, not a big fan of these live action versions. Uh, no. And so I'm not, you know, I'm like, it's kind has, of, has there been a live action movie so far that you've enjoyed? I mean, like, I don't dislike. What, what are like the best? Ones I don't hate them and they all do really well. So that's why we're going to continue to see them. Right. Um, I liked Alice in Wonderland, the first one. It's so different than the animated uh, film that it didn't feel like, oh, this is just a direct thing. On the opposite side, you mm-hmm. have Lion King, which is almost like shot for shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one didn't make sense to me. Uh, so I, I'm less interested in stuff. But again, these all do very well. So I'm like, I, I don't mind. It doesn't take away from the animated one, but I don't get super excited to um, to see them. Yeah, I think originally I was excited around the idea, but have not been super, I don't know, big fan. I of am excited about Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. So it'll be interesting to see what she does with that. But um, yeah. I think that's the only really interesting thing in this one for me. 
very multicultural big, cast, which is great. You're not a big Aquafina fan. So what else do we have coming out? <laughs> I'm okay. So I'm actually I uh, I can guess your reaction to this one, but I'm excited for the Chippendale. Uh, I guess it's a Disney Plus direct to Disney Plus movie. Yeah. Um, but it's a hybrid. Chippendale. Yeah. So I'm actually I just I like John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, so I'm excited to see them uh, in a movie together. So it's I guess it's a hybrid, sort of like Roger Rabbit, where there's cartoons living amongst real live people mm-hmm. like the um, chipmunks movies so i mean beyond that we i guess we don't know that much and they've only announced chip and dale but it is called rescue rangers so are we going to get the rest of the rescue rangers is this going to be like i imagine origin so. story sort of thing i get we'll get everybody in there um mm. yeah they're still in contract but, negotiations with gadget so <laughs> She's the last holdout. No, I don't know. Uh, Pinocchio. I'm excited about Pinocchio, the Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, uh, only because from what they've shown, it looks like they're sticking with the original Pinocchio design. And if they do Mm -hmm. that, that could be interesting to me. If they change him and make him more like a traditional wood puppet, you know, like a more generic marionette. You don't want to see, was it Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Pinocchio? Absolutely not. (laughs) Creepy beyond creepy. Um, But yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see that. So we'll see it. Um, Peter Pan and uh, Wendy meh. Sister Act 3 Disenchanted eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah a lot of stuff uh, Okay Lion King prequel weird unnecessary Jungle Cruise another one of my idols The Rock is in that one so that'll be fun uh, Diary okay. of a Wimpy Kid animated which looks kind of funny actually the, the Actually style. that style looks great Yeah that's why I'm, I'm kind of excited about it I feel like that is better for shorts. I don't know if we need a full series, a full movie in that or series like that's. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle a whole story of that, but like shorts would be great. Um, okay. Night at the Museum to Dis- animated too. Weird. All right. Moving on to Disney animation. So Raya and the Last Dragon, we've heard the most about because that's coming out the soonest. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add to that one? No. Nope. Your buddy Aquafina's back in that. Yeah, it too. looks good. Looks good. I like what I've seen so far. It looks very uh, Moana. How do you feel about this premiere access thing? So HBO Max and WB kind of announced sort of a big a big thing um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, that all WB movie releases will be available same day as a theater release on HBO Max starting with uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Disney Plus is doing a similar thing, but the premiere access you have to pay for. So it's like 30 bucks to watch the movie mm-hmm. basically two to three months before it's going to go straight to Disney Plus anyway. So right, right, right. I don't... Are people paying that to see like Mulan early, Raya the Last Dragon early? I don't know. I don't understand that that decision. Well, I think I mean it's like if you went to the theater, you'd pay that much. If you this is all geared towards families or, or you know multi group viewings. I think if it's just one person paying for thirty, then it's not. But if you took your two kids and a spouse or something to a movie, that's four of you right there. So that's going to be more than thirty dollars for the thing. You know, to me, it's not like. It feels like this is a, a temporary thing to transition towards probably most of the stuff just coming to um, right thing. But, um, you know, who knows? Who knows what it'll be? I'm surprised they don't just stagger it. 
you know, give it like a week or two in the theaters and then have it available to purchase at home right. just to give the theater thing a little bump. But um, I think to me, that's why it feels sort of aggressive. Like, okay, look, we're going to transition to this. So yeah, um, we promised you the films. Here they are, but they're also here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think if there uh, wasn't a demand, it wouldn't be happening. But I think... Well, I for me, I, so I would pay the 30 bucks for a ticket and like concessions, no problem. But to me, the experience is what I'm paying for. So but that's I you. Pay. You're a single, not a right. single, but you know what I mean? Like you're a, an individual adult. You don't have four kids and you're like, crap, I got to take these kids to the theater. <laughs> you know, and, and I think a yeah. lot of the young kids now, they don't care. They would rather stay home. Yeah. And watch it's it kind of heartbreaking to me because um, the theaters are struggling before the pandemic and now they haven't had any real income for almost a year now but part of me do you feel like it's kind of the theater's fault too for not like they're still doing their old model and not adjusting right so they've been too cocky with it and when they tried to do like make a hard stance with was it universal and trolls yeah they're like well we're not going to do any more universal films (laughs) if you're going (laughs) to make this available yeah and now it's like everybody's like, all right, well, screw the theaters. We're just going to stream it all. Like, um, I, I get it. I mean, and it is sad. I am sad because I do like the thing, but I feel like they, like it's part of it is inevitable, you know, and they've survived TV and now they're trying to survive internet. So right. I, I feel like I mean, they got to move. They got to do something. Theaters will exist always, but there's definitely some sort of a change coming. I have no idea what it is, but they're going to have to adapt or figure something out. Um, or update their model or something. Um, I do, so really quick, we're going to go off on a tangent here. I don't, how, so Netflix announced now that they're going to have like a new movie every single week come okay. out uh, through their platform, like like movie theater quality movies, right, supposedly. Right, right. If they were making from the box office, you know, let's say 100 million plus every single, like, uh, I don't know, with a, a major release, if they're putting out that many every single week, like how do they track if it's worth, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but like the amount of money they're putting into these original films and Netflix, it doesn't have to be exclusive to Netflix. But like we can say this for Disney too. How do you track the amount of money you're putting to these original streaming content versus what you're losing from releasing it into a theater? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know the business model for any of the streaming services to, to talk about to talk about that. But um, yeah, so it's like it, it for for Disney, if they're going to come out with, let's say a new. So Mandalorian, they have a new one every single week. Right. Mm-hmm. During this period. On top of that, they released Godmothered, with, which is a, a holiday themed movie. And then I'm sure there's other things that I'm not remembering, but that's like a handful of different things. On top of their already like current library, how are they measuring the amount of money they're getting in or new subscribers versus what they would have made if they would have released Godmothered in theaters? Well, I mean, I think it's more um, I think it's more it's a bigger picture thing for streaming than it is an individual thing for I think the cost of, of, of marketing and um, distribution and all of that stuff is so high 
um, that uh, to just take that whole chunk out of it for a theatrical release uh, probably saves them so much mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's so much for marketing. Like it's an additional uh, so many more millions to market after just the initial budget of the film. So I think it. I think there's probably something with like that. What I don't get is like you've got a captive audience. So is it just about getting more subscribers? Is you know what I mean? Like is that your revenue stream? Because right. there's no commercials. Um, right. And and like with Disney, I think it's a little more tied into a bigger picture with like merchandise and things like that, that they can kind of yeah. kind of do. Which still seems super like difficult to come up with a bottom line because they're spending so much to produce the content. And it's almost like an extension of that. But it's also a different pile that is attached to the merchandise part of it. Like it to me, it's like this. It's like when we, uh, when, so difficult. as artists, when we create things and we sell them as opposed to like having someone else sell them for us. And then we get a percentage as opposed to getting all the profits, but then, you know, subtracting our, our costs mm-hmm. for, for production. I think it's something like that where you look at it in the end and you're like, well, in the end I made like $5 on this thing. Right. Like, <laughs> so then if you go to somebody else and they're going to do all that work, save you countless hours. And now you're making $3, you sort of weigh that like, well, but I gained all this time and I can make more stuff. Right. So I think it's all, it's like a bigger picture thing than that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's, let's go on. Let's so, move on. It's a tough life you live. It having is. Having to figure out if you want to make three or five. This is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the uh, thing? Okay. It's always that you have to sell a ton of stuff to make it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they announced four new titles. Baymax getting his own series. Zootopia, Tiana from Princess and the Frog and Moana. All of those felt like, like they could have been ser- or uh, their own serial shows anyway so i think those are all fitting and fine those are all are like I had for some, any of those it's, i have to wait and see um you know like i uh, yeah hard to say they hard already had a big hero six show mm-hmm. so it's weird that they're trying again well um, it sounds like these are more digital versions as opposed to a 2d kind of looking thing mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's yeah, there's not enough on these yet to know like if it looks interesting. Because to me, with the animated stuff, it's all uh, the look of the thing, right? Like how mm. the thing looks. So anyway, uh, big announcement this fall: Walt Disney Studios will show you da, 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 Encanto. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is, is attached with this, um, and so we'll see. Yeah, uh, they the little teaser didn't show anything at all, so. Right. Can't tell. All right. Can't tell. Moving on to Pixar news. This is where I'm getting excited. Okay. Uh, Weird that they're starting with a short, um, but Turning Red is their first announcement. Says coming to theaters March. What? Is it a short? No, it's a a film. It's a a film. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So 2022, Mm -hmm. um, Turning Red, which the characters are super cute. Sounds like a, a Japanese movie. Doesn't it? Where this little girl gets anxiety, I guess, or yeah. super excited and turns literally turns into a, a red band. <laughs> yeah. That's very not American, mm. which is great. That's great. Yeah. Looks cute. Um, kind of so ugly what I've seen design for fun. the girl, but uh, I like the panda. I think the panda's cute. It reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> the panda? I think the beast was, I think the beast looked better as the beast than. Oh, that, yeah, human. yeah, exactly. So the one I'm most excited about, it, there's two actually. Uh, Luca looks great just because the design mm-hmm. of it looks great. The guy who did uh, La Luna um, uh, is directing this one. Uh, we don't know too much about it. 
but uh, everything looks good for that one. And then, um, where did it? Oh, the, Lightyear. Yeah, Lightyear. Lightyear. Weird, but I'm intrigued. So, yeah. We'll Super see. weird take mm-hmm. um, on this thing, but it's it's cool. So it's basically like a real life version of Buzz Lightyear. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but it's still animated and it's going to be voiced by another heartthrob, Chris Evans. <laughs> All your Marvel guys in there. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, there's not much to go off of. They have like a still and a little bit of like a few images and stuff, but, um, and the fact that Chris Evans is attached, it's an interesting take mm-hmm. on the Toy Story sort of universe i guess what's interesting to me is that um, they didn't go with woody for this um you know, like i feel like the woody thing like to explore woody's uh origins this tv show or just everything like yeah because they could have said yeah. well it's loosely based on this character or something like that or, or um but it's interesting that they chose buzz which has always been kind of the more popular character um mm-hmm. so but to do this to go so meta and be like oh you know <laughs> like that's gonna be interesting i'm wondering how they're gonna tie it in if it's going to exist in the same universe as toy story mm-hmm. or if it's supposed to be like oh that's fiction and this is real life you know what i mean like- well, it's interesting too because so up until a certain point you know pixar has always been very heart tug on your heart stringy mm-hmm. kind of movies and this is like if they would have gone with woody i feel like that would have been more sentimental like, uh, emotional yeah Versus this is just like basically an action, like a fantasy sci-fi action cartoon. So it's an interesting take um, or a decision to go with Buzz Lightyear versus Woody, like you were saying. But he's good. Do you think he's going to be like an astronaut? Like a, or is it going to be like an, a superhero? <laughs> uh, neither. I think it'll be because it says Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, right? Right. But they're like, this oh, is no, no, the no. real person. This is the real. I think it'll be like Star, like like the cartoon, but a little bit more serious. Hmm. You know, he had the, the 2D cartoon. Yeah, but that's so broad. That, to me, felt like this is the cartoon based on the real Buzz Lightyear. But to say this is the real Buzz Lightyear feels like it's a human, you what? know? like You want to be like Buzz Aldrin or something? Well, but that's what I mean. Is that, like, the distinction has to be clear, I think, as opposed to just... I would have... I thought it would have been like the cartoon. So it's the Star Command and he's going to go up against a Zerg or something like that. Yeah, I can't quite get what the... But that's why I think it's interesting. It's like I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this. Uh, like what what angle... And, and does it exist in, in their world? Could Buzz and Woody watch this guy on TV? Or is it like so mm. separate? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm curious to right. see what they what they do with it i feel like it's got to be separate so it's yeah i don't know we'll see yep what does it come out it says uh 2022 so we got pretty quick like a year and a half yeah so next year is luca and um well souls at the end of this year and then next year is luca and well that's not pixar though um what was the uh, is there another pixar that's coming out next year are there two next year uh there's spinoffs doug days from up there's a Cars series. Luca is summer, so I'm imagining um, it's only those two. Luca and, and yeah. Um, yeah. And then a, a Cars series, which, okay. We'll just move right along. There you okay. go. Okay. I know you're not into Marvel. This is the last bit here. The Okay. So I was thinking about this. 
I feel like these, so there's three shows that are coming out mm-hmm. that are direct spinoffs from some major characters within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first one we get next month, January 15th, is WandaVision, which features Scarlet Witch and Vision. Uh, then we get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and then later on, next year, we get Loki. So I was thinking about this. I feel like these are series and TV shows you probably could be into, but because it doesn't start at the beginning of these characters' stories, it doesn't. Make I don't sense. know if you'd be able to jump in and have the same appreciation and like enjoyment. I'm sure you can jump in and like it'll. It's not like it won't make sense. Like similar to me watching The Mandalorian and not having the backdrop of the Clone Wars, right? Like. You'll probably know you're missing some little bits and like, right, you know, right, right. probably enjoyment. Easter eggs and stuff like that. The enjoyment is heightened if you know the whole right. build up. So yeah. I feel like you would probably be into these shows, um, but I don't know if if you would like get everything out of it because it's starting with already established characters. And these are like characters that have had several movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so here's what we should do. Um, from now on, we can decide when we start this. Give me a Marvel film to watch, uh, an order to watch them in, and I'll start watching these. Oh, I God. got I got nothing but time with, you know, like watch. There are so many. I know, but should though. I watch them straight through? Like, I'll go back and watch anything. Huh. I don't care because, you know, so should I just watch them in order of release? Like Iron Man 1 and then. That's what I would do. I mean, similar to like everybody always says like, oh, how should you tell your kids to watch Star Wars? But I mean, Wars? should I watch I would... Iron Man 1 through 3 or 4 or 10? Oh, no, no. Because they're so interwoven with the other titles too. And like other characters come in from other movies. So it's release by release probably. Yeah, I would go by release. Um, all right. For, for all, for Star Wars, for this too. Or for Marvel. Um, okay. So because you don't know much, I'm not going to spend too much time with the Marvel. And we do want to talk about Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, they had a ton, a ton of Marvel announcements. Yes. Um, the ser- For me, the series are the most exciting. Those three that I just mentioned. Um, they did um, announce Miss Marvel mm-hmm. series, which I think you might like as well. It's um, a young, I think it's an Indian an mm-hmm. Indian American woman yeah. uh, or girl who is a big fan of Captain Marvel played by Brie Larson who has powers and idolizes Captain Marvel. So she's calls herself Miss Marvel. Um, but I like that they're, they're getting, this is a new character in the comic book world. I think within like the past 10 years and it's a young girl. So I think it's fun that they're pulling from all over the Marvel catalog. Mm-hmm. It's not just like the big, uh, long-lasting characters like Spider-Man and Captain America, um, but they're pulling from different areas. Like She-Hulk. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, and She-Hulk was another one. I'm not, I don't know much about this character, but I'm excited to learn about her through this series. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited uh, about What If, the What If series. I'm curious to see how that plays so, out. Okay, I don't really ask get you, the concept, but the animation I'm a little curious about. What? Okay, so that's what's drawing you in is the animation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is, uh, from my understanding, it's exactly what the title is. It's every episode is a different what if. So it's like, what if, you don't know who this is, but Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. So it'd be basically a female, an English female 
Captain, Captain America. America. Right, 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 right. I and know who those characters are. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of like role, not role reversal, but. Yeah, just playing if, with the formula and. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. put, if this person was in this place, um, so forth and so on. Um, a lot of this stuff wasn't necessarily new. It was a lot of it was rumored. It was just a lot of confirmations. Um, they're doing a Moon Knight series, which yeah. has been rumored to have Oscar Isaac be attached to play that character. I don't know if they've actually uh, officially announced it because they didn't say his name in the presentation, but that's like strong rumored mm-hmm. uh, that Oscar Isaac will be Moon Knight. Uh, all right. Well, look. That's enough. The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy this. holiday special. A little bit curious about that too. So uh, I don't know. I guess yeah. I don't even want to say anything about that. That's just it'll be goofy. It'll yeah. Of course it will. But um, could be goofy in a good um, way. So we'll see. Oh, they did announce uh, confirm that they will not recast Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. which I I love that they are not doing that because that is so him. It just gets dicey when you do that, you know, whether it's through a bad contract or not. Like they actually did that with um, Don Cheadle's character. So now he is, uh, I forget his name, Rhodes. Um, But it was originally, it was the guy from Empire. I can't remember his name right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But he played that character in the first Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence Howard. And they switched it it. from Iron Man 1 to 2, which... I don't know. Anyways, I'm glad that they didn't do that, especially because of the reasons um, behind it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little it's a little soon, too, because I think eventually it will be recast. But um, for right now and maybe in a reboot or something. But that's what I mean. Or they'll like like pass the torch in this universe. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's move on to the Mandalorian oh, wow. chapter 15, so, The Believer. Okay, um, before we get on to that, though, did you like no. this presentation? Do you think this is something they should do all the time? Or do you think because D23 is not here, that's usually when we would get such an elaborate rollout of, of these titles and stuff? Um, I So I enjoyed it because, you know, especially now that we're in a pandemic and like everybody's at home anyway, it's something that I could watch without having to really go out of my way. Yeah. Um, it's nice that it was also free and you could stream it without having to pay for like a convention ticket or the equivalent of an E convention ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really long and the format itself, it felt like they were, cause again, this is actually catered to investors. So it felt like, pitches to advertise like to get advertisements and stuff Mm. like that so they're talking a lot about numbers and our subscribership looks like this and we're trying to hit these target numbers so that obviously was the bulk of this stuff but within it they had a lot of big reveals um and announcements so i mean i i don't think that this is necessarily the answer um and like they shouldn't tie the two together forever but it probably is something that you were saying, like because of D23 being canceled, uh, they wanted to get these announcements out. Well, especially in this dark time, it seems like this is like reassurance. Like we're okay. Right. Things are moving like, forward. All this stuff is coming yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff for you to look forward to. And the stock to. did bump the next day. So that's that's. Well, great. I was curious about this, the timing too. So obviously this was a production that they had to create well in advance, but the announcement of WB and HBO releasing that, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Like I'm assuming they had some plans for this investor thing, but I don't know if 
that WB HBO announcement played a factor in how they were going to roll this. Do you feel like it could be the other way around though? Where WB oh, found WB out. WB tried to beat them And they're to like, it. we're going to make our announcement before your big mm. announcement. Because theirs was just like a press release. Yeah. That, that to me, that's with. what it my thought like this, was. Because this Disney thing, yeah. obviously, like you said, it, they've been in the work. So obviously people knew this was coming and then they could probably see that oh, this is going to be a big announcement. And I'm sure people talked uh, behind the scenes about a lot of this. Right. So I feel like that. Could, or something leaked. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. But I, I think it's... They they're connected somehow. So whether one informed the other, we're, we're but it not didn't feel like sure about that both. aspect. Didn't feel so much like a big news. It just seemed like for the theater chains, that was like crap kind of thing, which I'm sure they yeah. knew about. Like you know, they I'm sure this has been talked about with them, right? There's probably been negotiations and like we have these standing contracts, but this is going to be the new contract, and uh, yeah. So anyway. Interesting. Mm. I thought it was really interesting. I don't think I'll ever watch these things. They're so kind of like this was obviously very robust, but I, I feel like and in, in, they won't well, feel the need to do this in the future. The thing of it is like it was just exciting to see it, to absorb the information like as soon as possible. And with so a group, like, kind of like a group. Right. Feeling. So obviously you can see it in the retweets yeah. and yeah, yeah, the yeah. articles afterwards that recap it. Um, but it was kind of fun to experience it as it was getting announced. That's why I watch Mandalorian at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, perfect segue. That's right. Okay. So we've got, we're talking, let's see, it's uh, episode, season two, episode seven, chapter 15, The Believer. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I might be stupid, but tell me, why is it called The Believer? The Believer. I don't know. I, I didn't really think about that, actually. So, because all of the titles up until now have been pretty like obvious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, why who's the believer? And am I missing something? Because I, I did not get that um, after watching it. Yeah. So let's go through it then. Maybe it'll make sense to us at the very end. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to start off with a, a softball here. Boba Fett gets his armor updated. He fixed it. Yeah, like he fixed it up. What did you? Okay. Yeah. I hated it. Oh. What did you think of it? Why did you hate it? it just because it was cleaned up, or I, no? It, it was it so much character. Better. There was so much character in like him getting like scratched. So to me, it was like every. This is so like yes corny, but every mark and scuff was a story, you know, and like it showed that he went through all of this different stuff. Um, I guess now that the armor has existed and lived on other individuals, maybe he was like, oh. You know, I want a fresh start as this armor being mine again. So he updated it. But to me, it gave it so much more character being a little scuffed up and banged um, banged up. So I don't know. It Being so clean and polished was I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I was fine with it. I thought um, he would do that. Um, so I don't know. Like just to get like a clean slate. Well, it's very precious. It seems like these costumes for these guys right the armor is very precious it's not just a costume or a safety thing it like represents something so it feels to me like yeah he would fix it i i just like that he looked better because it looked so awkward in the last <laughs> the last episode when he threw on the the armor all of a sudden and it looked all like it <laughs> well, didn't fit so him very a, well and another cool another cool thing about well i mean it is what it is, but I guess a plus to having it be cleaned up is a distinction between mm-hmm. 
you know, this is me wearing it from here on out right, right, versus right. new start. Yeah. You know, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character wearing that in the, the first episode for this season. So you can like, when you're rewatching, you can clearly tell like, this is that period. actually Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, that was just a little thing. So in this episode, it is what we talked about in the last one. He's like assembling this crew to go accomplish this task where they did feel kind of like not necessarily Magnificent Seven, but like it's this ragtag team of a bunch of individuals that don't necessarily get along, but they've got this task that they're trying to mm-hmm. accomplish together. Right, 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 right? right, yeah. So they go to another planet that has uh empire presence on it where they have to get some information as to where uh moff gideon is mm-hmm. and they pull oh so the fo- oh, like one of the opening scenes they're going to the it's like a tie fighter graveyard almost yeah. that was visually that was really cool yep seeing um all of these like scrap parts there's basically a tie fighter junkyard that they had all of these different inmates the alliance um like working on yeah like prison it's a prison camp right like a work camp or something like that yeah yeah yeah. it was just visually it was so cool to see these like rusted up tie fighters got those adats um, again in the background yeah do you say adat or at and then they again i say atat um i always say adat i grew up saying adat yeah Yeah. that was another cool visual to see the weird like it's it's funny that they they kind of marry real life technology mm-hmm. and like cranes and wrecking crews and stuff like that with star Wars tech where it makes it more like believable. Yeah, no, for sure. And they get to explore a lot more in this, which is nice that they're not like, they're taking the opportunity to show some of this stuff. Cause they could have easily leave a lot of this stuff out, you know, but to, to be clever and to take that extra step to make this a tie fighter junkyard, as opposed to just a junkyard, um, I think that's mm-hmm. what makes all the difference, especially for Star Wars fans who just get all like crazy happy when they see that. Look, it's the star, you know, it's the TIE fighter. It's, a, <laughs> you know, like all, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, so it starts off fine. Again, it's following the same pattern as all the episodes. It's just that we've had some yes. very strong story pattern things in the last two, I think, kind of, um, that, that, uh, that was a little bit missing from this one. I think that's why you have such a problem with this episode. <laughs> well, so the issue with this, and I've told you this off air, there's only eight episodes in, it seems like every season so far, like why are they wasting episodes not progressing the story a little bit more? And they, I don't know if it was you or you heard this somewhere else, but supposedly the last two episodes for this season were supposed to be like crazy and insane, which this last one, same formula as all the other ones didn't really progress the story forward too much. Um, like the episode itself was fine. I'm just disappointed that this sort of it's doing the same thing, but this sort of, they could have go ahead, go ahead. They could have taken out the entire episode and just had that ending bit attached to the end of any other episode. But that's every episode so so far. Every episode has done that. They could have so his little bit at the end, which was mirroring a mirror of episode seven from season one, where he basically took the same yes. line that Moff Gideon said to them while they were pinned down yeah. uh, in that bar, which that was funny. I thought that was a clever little callback, but they could have had that interaction at the end of any episode with 
without wasting, you know, so much time in development of the story, whatever. I don't know. I was disappointed that, again, we still don't know anything about Moff Gideon. I feel like we're all, they're all like building up something that we're just going to be disappointed in the end because the end of next episode is just going to be a teaser for season three. So there's going to be no resolve. We're not going to have made any leeway. Like, I don't know. But I I think uh, you're just getting impatient is is all. I I think if you watch, because if you watch back season one, season one is all a stall. There's nothing in there. Right. It's all a build but here's up the to difference. the last It part. was so new well, but that's that <laughs> we it, it didn't matter. It was so new and so exciting to just to learn about these characters and uh, get to know them. Now they're reintroducing the same characters. We're not necessarily meeting a lot of new ones. We don't ne- need backstory on Bill Burr's character. Like save that whole monologue for another character. Make... Boba Fett more interesting. Make uh, the Mandalorian more interesting. Let us learn about Moff Gideon's background instead of sem- like uh, sympathizing with Bill Burr's character. I don't uh, know. I felt like yeah. it was fine, but no, I, I think you're missing a lot out of this episode. So if you're just looking at the story, then yes, I can see why this is sort of frustrating and stuff like that. But I think they also have to do character building. They have to show some passage of time. It can't just be like, we're here, we're here, we're here. Now we're on the ship and we got baby Yoda back and everyone's happy. And now we know how this series is going to end <laughs> by the end of this series. This is, a, this is, this is building at least towards a bigger story, I think, which is great. And I think we're going to get into more, of uh, Moff Gideon next season, uh, which is surprising Ooh. that it's not that it wasn't this season. But then with Thrawn, was that going to be coming up in the next season, or is that just for Ahsoka's show? That that's the dynamic for that. It series? seems like now that they announced that she's getting her own show, like that's the thing that's going to be her villain because mm-hmm. it was so specific to her. She had that interaction with the the mayor lady. And we never saw her exchange that information with Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So as far as we know, she's holding that information and that's it. So that I would say she needed. like um, when you look back at the episode so far, the frog lady episode with the spider one, that was the most throwaway of the season to me. Um, right. And that to me is just a passage of time thing. Um, yes. This one, I what I liked about this one, I get what you're saying, and I, I could see that complaint, but I think we got some good moments in here, um, like with him right. taking off the helmet. That was a big deal, and I thought uh, that they did that nope. nicely. Like, they handled <laughs> it nicely. They gave it some weight to him taking off the helmet at the end, and that showing this devotion to the, to the kid, that it's an emotional thing now, and it's not just, this is my job, and I've got to do this because I'm a Mandalorian and stuff. And I that, to me, was the only thing I could think of that was the... The, the name of the title, the believer that he is this, uh, so uh, that he is so tortured about taking off his helmet and everything that, that he is that. <laughs> but I like, I liked it. I also liked how they, I really like how this show is showing the empire. Cause it feels like original trilogy empire to me. And we so, got a lot of that in this one the, with that guy he was talking to and having that extended conversation with. And I thought that was really nice too, because he's, he just explained their position post vader and emperor supposedly um and i thought Mm -hmm. that was really good too you know the 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 thing where they're getting chased on the back of that truck and everything um that was the Mm -hmm. filler for me because that went on very long right and that's fine um but 
it was neat that they showed like the TIE fighter comes in to save the day. Like you're happy, like, oh, the TIE fighter yeah. pulls the Millennium Falcon move and <laughs> saves him at the last minute like that. And I thought that was a good, like a fun play on that that theme. Um, so it's things like that. Like to me, I'm just really enjoying this show and I don't want to get too over uh, wrapped up in the story because I feel like no story is going to end in a satisfactory way. Well, then you're not being a true Star Wars no, fan. Well, there you go. I you think, gotta well, find, you've got to find the complaints The problem everywhere. right now with Star Wars is the true Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so good. I just, like, enjoy it every way. I'm so happy to be in this, this world with these characters. Um, but, yeah, I can see if you're, like, more story, more story. Um, All right. So there's two things I want to touch on that you just, or okay. comment on that you just yeah. said. I do really enjoy that they're st- like showing another side of the empire. Mm-hmm. So all of these stormtroopers, really, we don't know if they're that bad. So Bill Burr's character kind of yeah. highlights right. that they're soldiers. So he right. is a former empire person. This could just be like you know he wanted to join the military, he needed a job, whatever. So these are technically just people doing a job. Yeah. They may not know better, and they're just filling in orders. This is. You know, it could be similar to any countryman enlisting in their country's right. the military. military. It's just their like military. You, you don't necessarily yes. know. And the fact that the TIE fighters came in to save the day, um, I mean, that kind of highlights that. And then when they go into their little base mm-hmm. and are having conversations and you see the normalcy of the people there, aside from that, like, bad officer guy like it's it normalizes it and you kind of see it from a different perspective the stormtroopers were much better shots at the at the end of that chase too i was gonna say (laughs) that too it's 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 convenient when they can and can't shoot things yeah 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 yeah. and then the other thing uh when he takes his helmet off all i can now to me the actor is just a huge whiner and i see that i'm like this little whiny guy got what he wanted. I'm like, I just dismisses the whole moment for me because I'm seeing all I see is him complaining to get more off helmet time, <laughs> screen time. And this is like, I don't know if it's genuine to the story or if they fold in like, okay, we'll give you a scene with your helmet off. I don't know. I, I'm fine. Like, I'm surprised they don't have more scenes because he could be alone and take off his helmet more than he does. Yeah. And so it doesn't go but against I, the But I get story. what you're seeing or saying. That actually makes a lot of sense. And because I was so, like, annoyed with that comment or, again, I don't know if that was a planted story or not. But because of that, I was unable to see it in the context that you just brought up. Yeah. So it does make it more powerful and that connection to the kid mm-hmm. stronger. But because I was so annoyed with that, I don't even see that. I'm just like, oh. Now you're talking guy. like a true a Star little, Wars fan. Letting the letting the press part of it affect how you like this story. That's that's yep. what, But if you were an actor or if you were like, oh, you're going to be in a Star Wars show and then you're never going to like it could never be him. They could bring him in for one day of shooting. You know what I mean? And say, oh, mm-hmm. you're showing your face today. So you can go the rest of the season. You're going to be shown once. <laughs> Would you season. care? I mean, the, how but many different we're Star actors Wars come fans. In? We're not actors. He's an actor. Right. But how many different actors like try and get attached to this thing? Like Jason Sudeikis and but the other comedic actor did that part. But that's Sudeikis. Then they had Daniel uh, Craig supposedly be one of those stormtroopers. But a lot of actors um, say they don't like to do these parts because it defines them for the rest of their career. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think that's the case with Mandalorian, but I could see why he would yeah. want his face shown more, I think. 
because he's a diva. No, it's not like he's on there 80% <laughs> of the time and he wants 85. He's on there one episode he shows his face. So Nope, now it's two. It is kind of it is kind of look, we've seen more of Boba Fett already than we have of Mandalorian. Too <laughs> too many. The whole time. Okay. Anyway. Uh, all right. So wrap up wrap up. I want to get your speculations on the the season finale. Okay. I got a question for you. In the last episode, when Baby Yoda gets abducted, mm-hmm. he does the the little beacon call to all the different Jedi right. in the area, supposedly. Do you think we're going to get a call to that, a response to that call in the season finale? And that's going to be like the big save. Is this the Jedi mysterious Jedi coming in? Do you think that's going to happen? <sighs> Are we going to get... I feel like... And if yes, who? I feel I like... we already kind of talked about this. I think they're going to be like on the ship or somewhere and they're going to come close to getting Baby Yoda but not get Baby Yoda, you know? Like, it'll be like mm-hmm. in the last minute Gideon escapes again with Baby Yoda or something like that. Or or maybe even... It could even be something as dramatic as Gideon dies but um, he's delivered the, the baby to whoever he has to deliver it to. You know what I mean? Like, it's whatever i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think they're gonna kill off gideon but i don't think we're gonna be like oh we got the baby back and everything's good because then it doesn't matter right like it it's too easy so i've taken it out of the thought that he's got that he'll get the baby back um i think there will be some other reveal surprise that kind of opens up what next season's going to be about whether that's a jedi whether that's ezra or something some big you know, thing that they drop there, or if we see Thrawn in the in the final thing, to sort of mm-hmm. to really send off the Ahsoka storyline or something, um, or if we just find out what this really is about, like Snoke or yeah, because Emperor they had the like the clone or those I guess they're clones in the incubators right, or the tanks, the, whatever those yeah. tanks were, yeah, um, and they we have heard nothing since then. Which is kind of bizarre because to me that was such a big reveal and then to never mention it again. But I guess because in the context of Mandalorian, like he doesn't give a shit what those things were. What if the Jedi you know, comes, just after the- gets baby Yoda and doesn't want to give him back to Mandalorian? Like you're done. We're, we're good. You know, like mm. and then like what that yeah. conundrum is or whatever like that. Because I'm like, well, the Jedi's just not going to come out of hiding to be like, oh, okay, I heard that. I'm going to come get him. So it seems like it would be a more passive appearance of a Jedi if it happens, you know? like, Or maybe they just show that somewhere mm-hmm. in the universe this Jedi is waking up, you know, heard the call, but he's not in the storyline right. yet, so he'll come in next season or something like that. Or she. That could be a cool next season villain, even to have the Jedi trying to retrieve like a third, baby a third Yoda. party. Yeah. But see, that's why, like, that's why it seems important that Mandalorian is sort of like, what's he gonna do? He's not. He can't keep Baby Yoda forever, can he? Take him back to Frog Lady. Right. Come visit every now and well, then. Well, that's the th- yeah. That is the thing. Like, because he has such a strong attachment at this point, and he's willing to kind of throw away his. Uh, devotion to the guild yeah, or the right. Mandalorian way by removing his helmet. Yeah. Maybe he won't give up the kid and he'll want to father it. Yeah. So that, that would be even stranger to the Mandalorian. I I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I feel like yeah. they should focus on the Mandalore uh, legend, the, the story of that more with this series instead of just having it be about uh, baby Yoda. Right. Cause it's, 
it should be about like how they brought in those other Mandalorians. Like that seems to be the way for this show. Yeah, I mean, it feels it's too late now. There's too wrapped up with this Baby Yoda thing. And uh, I think you're right. You said this before, but they're not they're too intertwined now. Mm-hmm. So there is no show without the Mandalorian as there is no show without Baby Yoda. Although <laughs> Grogu. he Grogu was not in this episode at all. Yes. This is the first episode where he has zero appearance. And wasn't it sad? That's why you didn't like it, really, because no Grogu. Oh, please. Poor little Grogu. No. Poor baby. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, but I so I think you're right uh, for the season finale. I think they will get close to getting Grogu back, and then at the last minute, not get him. They they'll it'll slip through his fingers, and they're going to have to go off on another mission of sorts. So my main thing or is, maybe, I really yeah. want to just find out more about the story at this. Like, it is for the cloning of the Emperor, or it is for cloning in general. Like, I want a little well, more about that uh, instead of just so, putting that off. If these are attached to the, what was the, the Rogue Squadron? What was that what the other series was? And Ahsoka Tano's, her own shows. I feel like that would be more of an Ahsoka storyline yeah. versus Mandalorian. The cloning? Because really, the Mandalorian is not about like the greater good. It's very, like he's, you know, more or less a good guy, but he's more in it for himself and the kid now mm-hmm. as opposed to a bigger Ahsoka might have like uh, more of a, an allegiance to the greater good or wanting to do the right thing and save more people sort of thing. Mm. Um, whereas his intentions are a little bit more selfish. Yeah. So I don't think he would really care as to what those things were in the tanks. Right, right, right. For him. But it's, it, it's to show, but if we're going to have this as the villain, we kind of have to know what his motivation is a little bit more than right. what we do. Because right now, I, I like the actor, but he hasn't had to do too much. And and, and no. what he's done so far has been pretty generic villain stuff. Uh, I feel like we right. need to get a sense of like, oh, this is why he's doing it. And, and you know, um, so I think that would help set it up more. And then he should probably be in it more next season. Like actively in it <laughs> um right so we'll see right instead of just the tail end of episodes. yeah just cutting to him and saying Whoa, ha, ha, ha. like that's basically right. what it is every, yeah it's every like dr claw yeah, yeah, totally so uh i'm hoping that side of the story gets more further developed but i really like i i feel like he doesn't have to keep teaming up with everybody all the time um you know, I feel like we right. could lose some of the gang uh, in the next season. Well, they need some. I mean, because he's such a lone loner, you know, he needs somebody to talk to. Otherwise, it'll just be him talking to himself. Right, right. But I, I think um, I, I'm kind of done with like the Carl Weathers character and and Kara Cara Dune, Kara Cara Dune, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm like it seems awkward to have to keep going back to them all the time. Like I, I don't know, like Boba Fett now and um, Fennec whatever that's fine right like we don't need a bigger team he needs a ship and everything so it makes sense why they're with him but um oh one another thing we got to see this was this is total like star wars geek stuff but we got to see the turn (laughs) of the ship from the inside i love that ship yeah that was so cool i know (laughs) such a dumb thing to get excited no but that's the kind of stuff people will argue about forever you know like yeah, it's great. It's great. All those little details just to see the inside oh, of that ship. Was there's amazing. another cool thing. This this is a callback to episode two, um, the bomb. You the know, little, when 
when it goes silent for like oh, one second and then sonic it charge thing. Yeah, 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 when the, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. what was it? Obi-Wan was chasing Jango mm-hmm. Fett through the asteroid belt and they did yep. they had that uh that same bomb yep. that was a cool and they did the whole back. sound and everything there that's becoming a very star wars thing now because they use that in just the sound effects. yeah well like that going <laughs> silent like in uh the last jedi they did that too and, and yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that was nice to show that that's still part of the the thing right it's the that same ship that's why i'm um, excited and it's got the same it is inadvertent not inadvertently it, it, i think the point of all this new star wars is to strengthen the old stuff to strengthen the prequels where everyone, I mean, it seems so long ago now that everyone just hated the prequels and that has softened so much over the years. And so now when you see that sonic charge, you're not thinking like, ugh, attack of the clones, the worst one of the lot. I, so I don't, I have a weird, uh, like a, not appreciation. I don't know, maybe appreciation for sound effects. So like, Oh yeah. This That's is, all that this is. is very nerdy. Um, but for rogue one, in the previews, mm-hmm. they had that alarm going off, and it was never. And I was like, "Oh man, that's such a cool like siren or alarm." And they never had it in the the movie, so that was a little bit of a disappointment. But from uh, episode two, that that chase between Obi Wan and Jango Fett when he was dropping those bombs, yeah. I loved that sound effect. Like that was very yep. that made that scene a lot more. They fun even for me. used it in Star Wars, and Tours. immediately. Yeah. When he dropped that bomb in this episode, I was like, oh, is that the same one? Because you couldn't tell by visually, but then when it made that sound, you're like, yeah. Well, you could kind of tell the way they showed the release. Like, because they did show that exact same thing. Oh, they like, it was like too perfect. Yeah, and uh, I just, yeah, I got excited. But that's what I mean. Suddenly it shows your affection for what you like to pull that out of the the second film mm-hmm. like that's so smart right like that's the thing everybody like like well, oh that movie's the worst one well that was kind of cool oh that was that was kind of <laughs> cool too like, like to do that it uh, just makes you kind of feel a little bit more nostalgic that's why i'm a little worried about hayden coming back for for obi-wan because that was one mm-hmm. of the big things you know it's like jake lloyd or something like that um <laughs> you know what i mean like that it's one of the problems uh, of it but um what if they had a uh, Darth Vader riding the back of that cat thing? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That'll be great. Just putting, uh, oh, you thought you hated it then, but check out Darth Vader riding him. <laughs> I know. Like, how would you feel about going back to planets like that, like Camino or something like that? Do you think that's possible? Um, you know, like to literally, I, I like, we haven't really gone, other than Tatooine, I don't think we've gone back to a very specific planet yet have we like coruscant or naboo in 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 or any of the any of the post uh, trilogy Hmm. things right well in rogue one they go to yavin for a second they're on yavin yeah right yeah yeah yeah. i feel like there's even with that being on yavin that exists so like right in the moment you know what i mean like that's just Mm -hmm. supposed to be right before star wars or new hope as opposed to being like going back now or or where is it? Like going back to Hoth yeah. now it is, or something like that. It is interesting that like Coruscant and Naboo were so pivotal in the prequels. Yeah. And then there's like they don't even exist ever again. Yeah. It's yeah. um Dagobah, all of those yeah. things. That's funny that that yeah. Well Dagobah wasn't a big just within the like the storyline, but like in terms of the galaxy, it was like a insignificant planet yeah that's right? a jedi planet though i feel like right like that's part of the jedi yeah. lore and why did he pick there and there is a whole backstory mm-hmm. for just about everything so there's a book out called from a certain point of view remember we talked about this uh years ago so they did a certain point of view from star wars the first one and now they have the empire it? one so 
what character is it's, it? It's it's every character you could imagine. So it'll be like some guy running oh, by so in it's Bespin. telling the story and just he kind says, of generically? Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. From okay. all these different perspectives. So they have one where it's like... the. It's from the most boring things like um, Admiral Piet on the Star Destroyer to like high concept things where it's like the the underwater creature on Dagobah that swallowed R two. He tells the story, hmm. you know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> oh, so is it is it more like vignettes? Yeah, that's all it is. Like just the, little vignettes. Oh, so okay. it's like, oh, here's that guy again, and there's a droid. So it's like that. So it just but nestled in that they put this other information in there so like that sea creature mm. one it's so silly but then he talks about how right. yoda's been to this planet before quite a bit and stuff like that so it's like little little things like that i think that's kind of interesting it's mm. i'll have to i'll have to re, re relearn how to read a lot of it's silly of but <laughs> uh, some of it's some of it and if it's canon that makes it even harder so <laughs> yeah all right, I got one. Okay. I just thought of one random question here. Since I don't know anything about either of these characters, I doubt you will know the answer to this. Right. But uh, in terms of like rank structure, do you know or think Moff Gideon or Thrawn, like who is the senior leader? Um, I would think Thrawn, but I can't quite tell what Moff... Just because he's been around longer? Well, in the books, he had a bigger role, but I don't know if they're hmm. having him be the exact same character and i think moff gideon is not kind of defined yet right yeah we have no idea what's going yeah. on yeah like and, and how um is moff the title moff rare or right uh, i don't know because they had the in the what's the other guy's name tarkin moff, um yeah yeah grand oh he was grand moff yes. right oh so gideon's not doesn't even have grand yet right. he's just a little a little guy. Right. <laughs> and we also still don't understand how the structure works post Palpatine, right? So these are just like random stragglers. So it could be like uh, they create their own faction or whatever. And then how does this tie into the new order? There's a lot of well, that's what I'm wondering weird, too. unanswered questions is, here. Is Thrawn sort of the, the next one in line or something? You know, like... So Vader's gone, Emperor's yeah, gone. Is it like Speaker of the House right. now takes over? You know, because <laughs> if Thrawn existed in Clone Wars, that's like, and he's still within that rank structure. Like that's twenty plus years climbing the ranks. So he should be extremely high ranking at that point. Yeah. So I don't. I'm, I'm curious to see how this because I think they they seem to be purposely leaving the Empire side of it kind of vague. Um, but uh, yeah, like, and then when do they transition over to the, um, whatever they call themselves, the, new, the first, the new order, first order. or fir first order, new yeah. order. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, and then, you know, uh, what's his name? All those people start coming into play and, uh, yeah. I don't know, a little crazy. We'll see. The Weasley, the Weasley brother. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited for this last episode though. So just prepare yourself to be disappointed and then you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I wish, okay, real last thing. Uh, ugh, this last, second to last episode here was only like 30 something minutes know, too. Like, come on, give us a little bit more. They have like a, a year to develop this thing. Like make every episode just, uh, I don't know. But there, I think, I could again, forever. I think if you watch this through before the third season, you'll probably be a little more. It feels less urgent. Like when you watch the first season over again, you can see how didn't it go by really fast, like super fast, like watching the yeah, episodes. Yeah, I mean, but that's 
that's like binging. But you know, I know, which is why I try not to do that because it can you get a different perspective on it. But I'm sure I'll appreciate it a little bit more on the second viewing. That tends to be the trend mm-hmm. for me and just all Star Wars. What I thought was funny was that um, Bill Burr didn't put his helmet back on. I'm like, uh, your face is just out there now. Like, yeah, <laughs> that the whole time I was like, dude, don't they what recognize are you, doing? you? Yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. A lot of nitpicking, but anyway, we're good. All righty. That's all we got for today. Um, yeah, man, we covered a lot in this Did one. you finish Queen's Gambit? You, uh, we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, of course. But you finished it. Okay. Okay, yes. good. So... We will, uh, okay, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, make sure you do that. And we are going to be doing regular show and tells. I guess that's what we'll call it for lack of a better term. Looks like we're doing it every Sunday morning. So Jared and I get together and share some goodies that we've either been gifted or purchased. Um, Everything from today we did a skateboard deck, a wooden bear toy figure mm-hmm. and Jared ate donuts live. So that's always gross. Fun. Yeah. So if you want to send Same us stuff, shovel junk food right in ahead. his mouth. Yeah. We'll have to post the uh, PO box, your PO box and be like, Hey, send us some free stuff. We'll put it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a bad idea. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, please tune into that and continue listening to us here on the podcast. But that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later.